Hey, good afternoon again here at Faith Marketplace, where we inspire, equip, and encourage Christians to lead where they're at. And boy, have we got a fantastic one today for you. I really want to introduce you to Manza Latham. He is the founder of Amenti HR, and he's also running for Alterman out here in Aurora, Illinois, which is the second biggest city in Illinois now. It's unbelievable. So welcome, Manza. I appreciate you, Bob. Thank you for having me. It, it, it truly feels like I'm back for the first time. <laughs> yes, it, it does. <laughs> I love it, buddy. Uh, you know, what I, I loved was you gave us a couple quotes, and I really love what you did with these. And I want you to share that with the audience, these quotes, and why are they important to you? No, absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, Two quotes that I have for me, one is from my father and the other one is just one that I kind of picked up uh, over time just with my my, my lessons that I learned in life. But the first one from my father is that if better is possible, then good is not enough. And that's important to me just because uh, as we go through life, it's just never settle for less. Uh, turn over every single stone and try to do the best that you can do. And even in those times when I feel like that weakness, that's just a quote that I go back to just to give myself strength and to get myself to get out of bed and try again and be the best version of myself. That's great. I love that because, uh, you know, the one that really struck me, though, was um, uh, man, why not tell God how he must be blessed? And <laughs> see, I, see. I love that because how many times have we done that? You know, I know, yes. I know, I certainly have. You know, it's like, no, yeah, you know, God, I'm going to tell you how to bless me. You know, it's like, yes. really? No, absolutely. You know, no, no, I'd be shocked someday I'm doing that in the, you know, in the shower and all of a sudden he's going, really, Bob? That's what <laughs> you, you want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, you want sure? that, buddy? I got plans for you. Exactly. You know, it, it, it's true, too. I just, I can't tell you. I mean, it's just like, you know, the old adage, right? Uh, you know, get out of his way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. And I'm, you know, uh, man may not tell God how he must be blessed. And it's it's exactly that. You know, we all have this idea of who we ideally want to be, uh, who we can become, how we want to get there. And God might have that in mind as well, but he might have an, an, an adjacent perspective of what you have in mind. Right. Uh, you know, you want you might want to be the author, but he may want you to be the producer. And so as a result, we just have to be a good dance partner and kind of get in where we fit in uh, for his glory. And so, no, that's one that I, I love, too. It just kind of makes makes me smile and um it makes us that there's no it, it, they say you know you live life and you either uh win or you learn right there's no lose there you go i love you that oh that's learn. great win or learn there's no losing about it. you learn something right hey um why don't you share with the audience that what uh through our talk today what are the, the key points you'd like for them to take away from our talk today sure sure so first and foremost you know my name is monza latham and i am a human resources consultant and I just really pride myself on being a resource for humans and, and helping them connect dots faster. Uh, my HR consulting firm is Aminti HR, and your listeners can find me at Aminti.hr. We recently launched 
uh, our new website with our new branding. And lastly, I'm really passionate about community building. Uh, Bob, as you mentioned, you know, I'm running for local office here in Aurora, Illinois. Uh, and so uh, to help me with that part of my life, I'm, I'm out here looking for brothers and sisters in Christ that are also passionate about community building uh, so that we can get together and do more um, together than we can apart. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, as I always like to do is let the audience know who this who the the guest is today, and Manzo Latham has gone through a little bit of a transition. So I want you to let people know that because what I meant you as, what name you had when I meant you, and what you have now, and so uh, in, in in part of your testimony, let's make that part of sure. your testimony day. So sure. did you come out a bouncing baby Christian boy? I did not come out uh, a bouncing baby Christian boy. Uh, truly, it was my grandmother that was that faith cornerstone in my family, uh, heavily involved in the church, a devout Christian, like literally sat behind the pastor in the pulpit, like on the stage. Right. That's how beloved she has been uh, uh, in, in the church. And so for myself, that didn't necessarily really trickle down to me. Uh, uh, nevertheless, uh, over time, I've been walking with God and over these last three years here since COVID started, I really feel as though I've been walking with God closer now than ever. And he's been inspiring a lot of things for me, of which is my name changed. So I did recently change my name to Monza Latham. And I'm still reflecting on why exactly God inspired it to me. Uh, but some of your audience members might know of Manza Musa of Mali. He was a great king of ancient African antiquity. And uh, again, I'm not sure why God might have inspired it to me. It might be just perhaps pointing me back to my roots so I can stay connected or perhaps pointing me ahead to a destination. God's going to uh, show me that I'm going to end up at later. Uh, you know, I'm excited for the path ahead. Um, and then in regards to Latham, you know, my middle name being born was Lathan. And similarly, I, like I told you before, you know, just kind of walking with God more uh, for you know, African-Americans, you know, black people in America, it's somewhat difficult to find our genealogy, but we know who our forefathers are, right? You know, the sons of, of Noah. Uh, so that's always a good place to start. And I just really liken right. it to the same way, uh, you know, God inspired Abram to change his name to Abraham. You know, similarly, right. he changed, uh, inspired me to change my name from Lathan to Latham. So my name is now Manza Latham. Very good. I love it. Hey, well, let's tell them a little bit about that journey because there was things that happened, you know, in your school years because you sure. you didn't have a typical kind of a journey that maybe, uh, you know, certain people have uh, growing up out in the suburbs. So yes. why don't you share that with the audience? Because Aurora is your hometown, right? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised on the west side of Aurora. I'm a Black Hawk. Uh, you know, people out here know what that means. Uh, but like I said before, you know, uh, faith was not extremely strong in my family. Uh, now, with that being said, I always felt I was spiritual. I knew I had everybody has a faith, right? Like we look around the world and you know, somebody had to have put this here. Right. So it's, it's relatively right. easy to have faith. But I think the difference for me over my journey has just been that acknowledgement and being able to understand how exactly God is, has been showing up in my life. And so when I was younger 
and watching television and you would see these celebrities and these uh, these up and coming uh, stars who are breaking through the mold and you learn about their story. And it's always this story with these trials and this hardship. And, you know, I'm watching this and I'm in the west suburbs of Aurora and we don't really have a lot of trial and hardship (laughs) in Aurora, Illinois. And so truthfully, back then I used to fear I used to fear that I might not realize how great I could become uh, with the lack of the plight. And in that same Uh, thought, you know, I started praying for plight (laughs) in a way. Just to see how great I could become, you know, and and God hears our prayers and he does answer them. Right. And so he definitely sent me on a path, you know, to find myself that, you know, I can't wait to share a little bit more about you, you with. Uh, But, you know, from there on, I went to to college. I went to University of Illinois, uh, Urbana-Champaign. I went there for undergrad and grad school. Now, I first learned about human resources uh, because I ran track and field while I was in college. And before graduating, they have you take a life skills course to get ready for the real world. And the, uh, the life skills course that I chose at the time was formal dining, which essentially just meant that I was going to set myself up for a nice free Italian dinner on a, on a random Wednesday night as a poor college student. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the guest speaker that uh, that evening was uh, the dean of what I like to call getting people jobs at the HR graduate program. She was in charge oh, of wow. helping you get hired uh, after finishing the program. And she just kind of advertised the graduate school. You know, we have 98 percent job placement. That's what really stuck with me the most. You know, HR is this new and emerging industry. Now, at the time, I was about three weeks away from graduating and seriously not in the mood for any more school at that particular time. So I went on ahead and graduated. So my first uh, career actually was in uh, real estate banking. I worked at companies like JP Morgan Chase and Guaranteed Rate in the Chicagoland area uh, for about five years. And then I was just looking for something new. And God called me to say, you know, hey, you need to put some more tools in your toolbox uh, before this journey ahead. And so that's when I uh, reached out to my alma mater and went back to uh, U of I for my graduate program in HR. And that's when he really set me out in that journey, uh, you know, throughout the country as I pursued my career. Yeah. And it, what, that's quite a journey that you had, uh, you know, from coast to coast, as you said. I think you started down in Florida, you had New York, yes. you are in California. Yes. Uh, just, you know, you had some big name companies, too, you work with. And now in sure. the minute and a half we have left, why don't you just share that real quickly? Yeah. What some of those companies were, because that's going to lead into then of course, of course. the formation of what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I got my call to go out into the wilderness, as I like to say, crisscross throughout the country, uh, uh, pursuing my career, went to Miami. I was working for NBC Universal at Telemundo. Couldn't even speak Spanish, but I just had to make it work. Uh, from there, I went to Manhattan uh, working at MetLife. And then that's the East Coast. I went to the West Coast and uh, worked uh, where well, I lived in Portland, San Jose, and San Francisco at Intel, Tesla, and Poshmark. Uh, and then God said, all right, now it's time to milestone. And I want to tell you what happens next after this break. 
All right. I love it. Leave them hanging. <laughs> That's great. Well, folks, you got to come back. First of all, I want to get you out there to faithmarketplace.com. We've got lots of resources out there. Uh, all of the, you can tap the podcast buttons there. All the podcasts, for, I don't know how long, we've been on a decade. So uh, any choose your choose your method or who you want to listen to. We've had some terrific guests on, and Mons is one of those in that pantheon of guests we've had. So get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. And also, hey, there's a donate button out there. That's how this ministry gets fed. So if you got a couple extra bucks you can put in the till, I really appreciate that. We're going to be right back with my guest, Monza Latham. Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Monza Latham of Amenti HR. He's the founder of that. And where we left off, he was completing uh, his journey around the country. Uh, and he's going to finish that up for you because that's setting up what we're going to talk about, and that's Amenti HR and why all that culmination of all that work and all that experience he has where he's landed on this. So let's uh, finish it up. Um, I sure. said, well, you left him hanging. <laughs> I appreciate you, Bob. Yeah, so again, you know, really blessed, first and foremost, with the career that I've been able to have just to see a lot of amazing cities, work for a lot of amazing organizations that are very well admired globally. Uh, and so after going through that experience, like I said, before I hit that milestone or what I like to say, like that start, stop, continue just to make sense of the journey that I've been on so far. And I really felt as though I was joining, you know, amazing organization after amazing organization and slaying dragons and, 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 and being able to make these organizations greater than they were uh, before I joined. Uh, but then thereafter, you're just rinsing and repeating and doing the same exact thing with every single organization. And so, you know, what's the definition of insanity, right? You know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And so that's when I said I had to ask God, all right, what, what's next? And yeah, even though he, he asked me to, you know, to leave home, he told me to return back. Now it's time to go back to uh, back to the Midwest, back to Aurora. And, you know, the funny thing is. I relocated back to uh, my hometown in Aurora, and literally three days later, the country gets sheltered in place uh, for COVID. And so it's like, again, you know, God doesn't always speak every single time, but he's just always on time with his plan. And then that's when I had the opportunity to kind of pause and figure out what I wanted to do next. And I wanted to take uh, my journey on a more entrepreneurial journey instead of joining company after company and slaying the same dragons, trying to create one platform where I can support all organizations equally based off of what their needs are. And Aminti HR was born based off of that. And so in a nutshell, um, as I said before, I like helping individuals and organizations connect dots faster. Generally, what I do when I come into an organization is I work with the key business leaders in that organization to highlight uh, the key gaps that they have in their organization. I do that through a gap analysis slash what I like to call needs assessment. These business leaders would be essentially uh, uh, surveying 
two different things about different categories that we have. So for these categories that they that we have, they either rate uh, how important they are to them as well as how well the organization performs in those given areas. And then that's what highlights the gaps. Generally speaking, the things that we care the most about uh, that we have the biggest gap uh, within because we aren't performing the best in these areas. And so from there is when I'm able to help them make a strategic plan surrounding their people. And the beautiful thing about highlighting these priorities is that you can then take it to your business strategy to validate your business strategy. As we look at your people strategy and, and identify what we're going to work to fix first, we definitely want to make sure that that's uh, reflected in the business strategy as well. And in addition to just making sure that we have a great North Star to accomplish our goals uh, efficiently and effectively, I, uh, what I'm able to add to the table uniquely is just being a third party. Being able to come into an organization, give psychological safety for people to be able to voice their opinions about where they feel their organization is and what they foresee the organization being able to accomplish next. And from there, being able to make a strategy that essentially all of your key decision makers are signing off on because they know that they had the voice in terms of the collaboration in order to make that vision. You know, uh, one of the things, uh, it, it's a little confusing what HR is because there's sure. so many aspects of this, uh, uh, Monsa. And I, I just want to clarify, first of all, what size of companies are you looking at now that you're trying to help? Because you got two sides of this. you got regular for-profit, but you also have non-profit. So why don't you share with the audience, what's that look like as an ideal client for you or who you're really trying sure. to help? Well, I love that you, you said there's a lot of hats within HR because there are. And yep. so to, to demystify human resources, generally speaking, you could think of three hats within HR. Uh, you have talent acquisition. They're going to be the individuals that we're aware, you know, recruiting the talent that an organization needs to be successful. Thereafter, we have uh, traditional HR, HR operations. This is what more people are more comfortable with. The person that does the hiring through to retirement. Uh, payroll benefits administration. Uh, they got the the employee handbook, so you can look up policies, etc. Uh, and then there's what I do, which is more uh, strategic HR. And I like to think of strategic HR as the what and the how. This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to go about doing it for these given reasons, because we think it's going to put us in the best place as far as our organization and as well as our people. And so I kind of broke down the needs diagnostic that I like to have all of my clients complete just so that we understand what we're looking at, right? That's the blueprint, essentially. Right. Uh, but thereafter, the three things I like to make sure that I'm doing at a high level for all of my clients does start on the talent side. So I do want to make sure that an organization has all of the talent that they need to win. Uh, in order to do that, I provide recruiting services. We can recruit globally, contract to permanent, uh, which is really amazing for organizations because they get to kind of try before they buy in terms of mm. the talent. Uh, thereafter, it's about retaining those that talent, right? And so right. the first way I like to do that is through benefits, helping organizations save money in their benefits, uh, and then also helping organizations expand the portfolio of benefits that they can offer their people so that we can begin to create the culture that people want to be a part of long term. Mm -hmm. uh, thereafter, we want to make strategies in regards to employee engagement. How can we think outside of the box other than just, you know, 
giving people a higher salary, uh, you know, which right. doesn't really work to actually retain your talent. But how can we keep them engaged? And then thereafter, performance management. How can we assess our talent accurately? How can we develop our talent over time? So, again, now they have a long term uh, uh, investment in the organization because they want to see themselves develop. And then full circle, I offer long-term one-on-one check-ins again with those key decision makers just to make sure that we're staying on top of the strategies that we identified, that we're able to perhaps uh, highlight possible threats, and then I'd be able to help them navigate those threats so that they don't become pitfalls. Yeah. So again, what what size companies, and we talked about two different sites, profit and nonprofit. Why don't you just quickly tell the audience what sure. that looks like as far as who's ideal clients, what size yeah. a client, and then uh, and then also uh, where your heart's at for not for profits. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as the size of the client, generally going to be one to five hundred employees. So I support small, medium sized businesses as well as nonprofits. I kind of cut my teeth with nonprofits just to figure out what exactly is it that I'm best at and that also provides the biggest uh, return on investment for my clients. And that's how I got to that needs diagnostic, focusing on talent, etc. In 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 Give me your second question. Well, the the heart you have for the nonprofit, oh, sure, sure, you already sure. said that because you, you kind of started with that. Uh, but the um, you know, you know, it's really important for these small mid market companies because they, generally speaking, do not have this resource. Yes. They might have somebody underneath the, uh, the the controller or you know, reporting to the controller that's taking care of the meat and potatoes stuff, like you just talked about the benefits, you know, the handbook, making sure they're in compliance with the laws, yes. you know, some of those things, but. You're bringing a lot more to the table for those types of clients, you know, those mid-market clients no, than what true. they normally could have. They, you know, and, and also you're doing it on an interim basis, right? You're not coming in there sitting with them for full time. Yeah, no, that's a great call out. And so, you know, if you can kind of think about nonprofits and their operating expenses, they usually mm-hmm. pay those bills one or two different ways, uh, either A, through fundraising or with funding that they can get from the government. Uh, but generally speaking, that doesn't always uh, take care of those costs. So they have to they have a really thin budget that they're trying to do the most with. And so when they're able to use me, uh, which is essentially fractional HR services, then now for, uh, you know, way less than a full time employee, they can essentially be able to bring in a chief HR officer that can help them connect dots, help them bring in HR technology, help them build performance management systems, help them uh, look at their benefits, etc. And as you said before, I don't need to be there full time all the time. And so they're able to stretch their budgets further to do more with less. Yeah, that that's really important, particularly for as you pointed out, for the, well, all the companies, but the nonprofits especially, because uh, you know they're uh, they're incumbent on their revenue coming in from either donations or grants, and we know what the ups and downs of that are, and especially uh, kind of the, the headwinds we're seeing in the economy right now that can impact some of those organizations. So, you helping them out get their you know the navigational device straight here as to what it is where the priorities are where those gaps are and then how do you be able to to uh advise them how to start you know with some of that 
but also the resources you're bringing to the table. Because I think having independent resources that you can bring to the table offers a, a, another dimension of what you have because I, it's just like insurance, okay, or benefits. Having somebody that has a broad vision of all the benefits that are out there that works in this marketplace full-time that you can bring in and say, okay, uh, we're going to have an analysis of your benefits. We're going to look over everything. Where are there some savings possibly we can do? And then where are some things that we could bring on that would be added value, but they're not basically big cost factors? So, yeah. well, listen, I can't believe we're coming up on the end of the second segment here. Hey, folks, just stay tuned. I'm going to be back again with Monza Latham of Amenti HR. Uh, as you can tell, he's multidimensional. Well, we're going to get a little bit more into how he connects his faith and this work. It's obvious that he's a person of faith, but also uh, we're going to dip our toe into what he's doing politically and uh, what that platform is he's running on, because that's really important, um, what he's going to be doing out there. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Monza Latham. I'm proud to welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small and mid-sized businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. Get out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com, to see what I'm talking about. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at inboundstudio.studio. Again, that is inboundstudio.studio. Hey, we're back here again with my guest, Monza Latham. And he has uh, Menti HR. He's the founder of that. You heard quite a bit about that in the last segment. Uh, we're going to dig, dig in a little bit here uh, as to how he practices faith. How does he you know, integrate faith in work? And then we really want to uh, get into uh, the platform and what he's running on as alderman for Aurora. Uh, this young man really gets it. And he's really been a student of what, what a community needs, and particularly his community. So we're going to get in the, into that in this segment also. And then we're going to have some words of wisdom he's going to share <laughs> to his younger self. And then also something interesting, cool, and funny. I think you're going to find that is really cool. But first of all, let's talk about this. What do you, uh, what do you give God praise for, uh, Manza? Yeah, I give God praise for providing me straight paths. And even though I see the path is straight, I still turn to the left and I turn to the right. <laughs> and, and, he, and he has the grace and the patience with me to say, it's all right, you know, going ahead and stumble. That's fine. I'll give you I'll give you a mulligan and we'll and we'll make it right the, the, the next time around. Right. That, yeah. You know, so I, I definitely love God for that. I love that because I think that's what God laid on me. You know, Bob, get your hand off the wheel. Jump in the back seat. Let me drive. You know, it. it it, it's always a perfect journey when I let go and let God, Absolutely. you know. It really <laughs> but is. It's hard to do. The middle, the, the do. middle does not matter. Really, it's just <laughs> there's a beginning yeah, and there's an end. Right. You just got to be on time, and uh, you know all the. That's just for your own fun. It really doesn't even matter. <laughs> well, let's share with the people how you actually incorporate your faith into work. 
Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and tell some stories as to maybe something that you can share with how you've incorporated your faith and work with people because you work with all different types of people. They're not all faith-based organizations, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely take my, my faith into everything that I do on a daily basis, not just with work. And, and it's truly surrounding love, faith, and hope. And uh, from a love standpoint, it's just leading with love and every single thing that I do, uh, expecting the best out of individuals, even though you don't always see it and not letting that change how I approach, you know, my day to day and how I have a conversation with an individual. Uh, after that, again, you know, just faith in God. Right. It's so easy to have the faith. You know, just look around you at the world that we have. You know, somebody had to have put this here. And so just respecting him that he has that that grand design, that plan. And uh, I, I, I catch the Holy Spirit like in our last conversation, we speak about kind of letting go. Right. And letting God, because truly it is that right. You know, he's got how it's going to end and everything we do in the middle is just for our own entertainment. We're just supposed to be on time with where he wants us to go. And then, you know, it'll be credited to us as righteousness uh but then thereafter uh hope and uh and and truly when i say hope you know it's just having an altruistic hope for everyone uh that everyone might not be on the same level uh but we're all ascending together towards god and so truly it's just our job to see others that you believe that you might be ahead of just to help them connect dots faster to get to where they need to go uh which i I think you you shared with me a, a particular story where you uh you did through your faith you helped somebody and uh, why, if you can, just share that with the audience as to what did that look like, you know, that you were able to uh, share your faith with somebody or, you know, even taking their hand. You know, it's one of these things. It was kind of funny, but, you know, I'm ending, you know, conversations and emails with have a blessed day or have a blessed weekend or something. And people take note of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's subtle, but it also sends a message. So what, uh, what can you share as far as the story? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so there's so many stories of people that I've just been able to touch through faith. One person in particular that I can think of was uh, in my time back in my regular career uh, when I was trying to connect dots with how to inspire people to see themselves. You know, Mm. people have a lot of doubt with who they might be able to become. And so sometimes they just have to see themselves in order to believe it. And what I usually like to do from an HR standpoint is provide the breadcrumbs for people to follow with the hopes that they're going to connect the dot and then say, hey, you know what? You, you, you gave me this advice and I did it and it worked out. And so now yeah, I trust you great. and I want to tell you about my other problem <laughs> that I want you yeah, to help right. me with. And so there was a time, you know, I was working at an organization and I had a leader who was a director, uh, but still a millennial. And they almost saw me as their their competition or or uh, mm. or that I was like threatening them in their role. And I'm like, no, I'm not here for that. I'm here to try to make you look as great as possible and uh, and, and get you ready so that you know when you get the call, you're going to be prepared to be the best version of yourself in front of our CEO. 
right? And so we work together. Uh, and, you know, again, you lead them on that faith. Like, all right, well, I'm just going to trust what you do with the hopes that it works out. And in this particular instance, I got them prepared for a CEO presentation uh, that they were just able to knock out of the park, even more so than some of the VPs that uh, had a call wow. with, with that CEO. And that's really it, right? Where it's like, I'm not trying to take the credit for that. It's just about how can I make somebody great by seeing themselves? And then if they can kind of connect me to their success, then, you know, that, you know, that, that's better for me, right? As far as now I have that trust, uh, which is another beautiful thing about what I like to bring into HR is when you have new leaders that are joining an organization for the first time, a uh, new leader assimilation, how can you get to know the people on your team in a safe way without coming in too heavy handed saying, oh, we're going to change all these things or uh, which will make employees say, oh, well, I don't want to change because this is the way we've always done things. Right. So for me to be right. able to come in uh, as a third party uh, with an open mindset to help people have platform, give their voice collaborate facilitate conversation identify the strategy then now i'm able to give a new leader a blueprint they can hold their teams accountable to because everybody had an opportunity to put their hands on that particular plan yeah and that you know when you get everybody buying in and individuals buying in particularly like the the hope and the shine that you put on that and then this young person that was able to step into that through your encouragement, your instruction, and your teaching him uh, or her, whatever it was, I, you know, that had to be light them up. I love it myself when we light up a client or a prospect to uh, being something they didn't expect that they could achieve. Yeah, and there's nothing better now. I don't know about you, but that really that. That ups the bar in my juices. <laughs> you know, I love the parts in the Bible when, you know, you might have a prophet speaking to God and then he comes back down and it's like, you know, you can see God in his face. Right. And then it's like that oh, yeah. is that yeah. beaming. You know, yeah. that's what I always try to look for as my KPI uh, to let me know I'm doing things the right way. Yeah, that is terrific. Well, <clears throat> in the minute we have reminded or remaining, let's talk about your aldermanic, uh, you know, entry. And uh, what inspired you to do it? And then what's the platform you're running on? What are you, what are you going to do in the community? Absolutely. So, you know, another calling from God here. And in this particular instance, it was just a challenge to blaze new paths of purpose. Uh, there's a lot of... Uh, millennials, young adults that just don't believe in our political system anymore. They don't really see things being done. And so God has challenged me to say, hey, go out there and see what you can do. Uh, blaze a path that other people may be able to follow. In Aurora, particularly this last year, we just passed a half billion dollar spending bill. So suffice mm -hmm. to say, we're doing some major economic development in the Aurora land area. And I'm from Aurora. I'm for Aurora. I was born and raised there, so I care about the longevity of Aurora, and I just uh, want to put my hat in the race to ensure that we're able to make the best out of the opportunity that we're creating for ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
So what's the platform? What do you? What are the? I think you got four platforms or four sure. things you want to talk about. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mentioned a lot of the brands I've been blessed to be able to work at, and so I definitely want to make Aurora a tech destination and bring tech jobs and bring tech upskilling back to Aurora. I mentioned how I like to community build through volunteering and nonprofits, but how our nonprofits are a little short-handed. I believe that they can do more with less if we could just improve the technology and infrastructure that they have to work with. So um, I do a lot of work there in terms of helping nonprofits get work done more efficiently and cheaper cost than what they're doing today. And then thereafter, you know, it's about breaking bread and it's about fellowship. And so for me, it's about standing up our women uh, so that they can stand up safe spaces for our youths uh, so that we can keep them out of the streets, uh, get them upskilled, help them pr- uh, create goals for themselves. Uh, and, and like I said before, have give people that hope uh, that we are all ascending towards God together. Mm, that is awesome. You, you said something also about the churches, too, I think, you know, the faith-based organizations that you want sure. to be able to uh, incorporate that a little bit more in the uh, in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, what I would love to do is when I say standing up safe spaces for our youth, uh, there's a lot of ways that we can do that. But one way that's obviously uh, near and dear to my heart is being able to have organized Bible study. Uh, suffice it to say, when it comes to Gen Z and millennials to just go to church on I go on the Sabbath day, but some people go on Sunday to just go to church traditionally every week. It doesn't really appeal to them. But what I find does appeal to them is Bible study. And so I'm really mm-hmm. passionate about helping uh, youths in the area organize Bible study just so, again, they can get out with some like minded individuals uh, in regards to my civic uh, website, you can find me at monza4aurora.org. So that's M-A-N-S-A-F-O-R aurora.org just to learn more about my platform. But there's also a way to donate. And in regards yep. to my actual platform, my campaign, I'm financing that myself. Uh, so everything donated to my campaign is essentially supporting some of these uh, charities and these nonprofits doing really amazing work in and around the Aurora Land area. So, okay, here, words of wisdom, real quick. You give your uh, younger sure, sure. self. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So as far as words of wisdom for me, uh, you know, this is from Kanye West, right? If you try hard, you die hard. And just, you know, personal a wink from God to me, just practice patience. That's definitely the number ah, one thing it. that he has me working on the most, just practicing okay. patience. I know there's opportunities, but I got a plan and you're a part of it. Uh, you know, just be on time. Okay. <laughs> just be on time. And then uh, let's tell him about that. Something that was interesting, cool about you. Oh, for sure. And so I had to think about this one. For me, it was the first concert that I attended. Uh, the first concert that I attended was actually Michael Jackson. I went to a Michael Jackson concert. Uh, this was back in 1987, and I was about one year old at the time. Uh, and uh, essentially, it was a situation my parents couldn't find a babysitter. And so, you know, what better to do uh, than to bring him to, you know, the greatest show on earth, Michael Jackson. I love it. I love it. Well, folks, stay tuned. We are, uh, Monza and I are going to chew on a mystery subject. So we're not going to tell you what it is. You got to come back and find out. So come back here, and uh, Monza and I are going to roundtable a mystery subject. We'll be right back. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? 
Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S., so please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website, again, g7networking.com, or if you're interested here in Chicago, just text me at 847-922-1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847-922-1498. Dive deeper into HR a little bit here. Yep. Uh, give you more appreciation about truly some of the things that I'm sure business leaders think about every single day, uh, but that they they probably don't really realize is human resources and essentially what you know what I went to school for and what I'm trying to solve on a daily basis myself. Uh, yeah, and, that, and 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 there's been a lot of conversation about that, as you know, and it's still a continuing conversation coming out of COVID where people were sequestered, they were working remote and all that stuff. And now the desire to get people back in community, human to human, you know, kind of, yes. you know, camaraderie and all that, which is creating kind of a hybrid that, you know, uh, employers are getting challenged by, uh, it, where some of them, where there's a need for them to be actually at a physical location. But why don't you give us some comments about what you're instructing and how you're handling that with some of your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Hybrid working arrangements is definitely top of mind in HR. It's top of mind for business leaders as well. And I think that we're still going through like the storming period of that to figure out what exactly the way forward is going to be. Uh, but, you know, my recommendation is for business leaders to be a little bit more flexible right now. And what I mean by that is, we have a lot of talent that is really wanting to work from home or have flexible working arrangements. And then the other side, we have business owners that are paying lease payments on a building or, you know, paying mortgage payments on a building. And so they want to use that building. Um, but I've been cautioning our business leaders to not miss the forest for the trees in terms of the initial cost, but just focus on the long term retention of your employees. Some of the recommendations that I've been making is to just kind of create some of those internal unwritten rules around when people need to be in work versus not. Uh, some of my clients have adopted schedules where on Mondays and Fridays, they'll make it optional for employees to come into work or on a Friday, they'll say, well, you know, no emails after noon so that we can help individuals get their work accomplished. Uh, what I really foresee happening uh, within uh, within corporate America is that long term, I think that we'll embrace this hybrid, flexible working model and we'll likely make it a part of our benefits uh, offering to our employees. And so what I mean by that is, hey, you can work where you want to work Monday, Friday, 
flexible Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We want you to be here. You can be here in office. You can be at home or perhaps, you know, we have a uh, membership to co-working spaces in this area. So you have these co-working spaces available to you so that at the end of the day, you can be where you want to be in order to be the best version of yourself on a daily basis. And so I know that's a lot for business leaders and business owners to wrap their, their mind around, but I think it the organizations that can be flexible and adopt to that type of flexibility will be those that win in terms of capturing talent long term. Yeah, and that's a, a great way to look at it. It is very complex. It's a lot to deal with, and I'm glad you brought it up front where you're leasing space or you're owning space, and now what do you do, right? You're paying for that, uh, mainly that because you were housing employees at that time. But it's a new day, you know, and we've got it to is. adapt to the circumstance they're going on now. And the other fact of it, too, is, you know, with remote work, you can, you can tap into talent anywhere in the world. You know, it doesn't have to be right constricted to here in North America. Um, so that, that's an, and a lot of companies and corporations are doing that now. They're realizing that talent is everywhere. It's not just in a specific locale. And that, you know, one of the things that to be able to draw that talent, there, to, to your point, there's got to be some flexibility there. I'm a big subscriber, though, that you still have to get people together. Uh, yes. You know, that, that one of the things that I'm really concerned about, and I have been for some time, is the isolation of younger people. Uh, you know, oftentimes I get this from parents a lot. You know, I can't get my kid to pick up the phone and talk to a relative. You know, it's all either texting or, you know, they, they don't even use email. Uh, now, again, that's not a disparaging remark. That's just the reality of what's going on. So what's your thoughts on that as far as the human interaction other than being on, you know, visually on, on Zoom or something like that versus being in person? No, I agree. You definitely need the human, the in-person human interaction. It's actually, again, part of some of the benefits uh, I offer my clients to support their employee engagement strategy. And so, yes, we might have a flexible working space uh, arrangement, but what we want to do over and above that is at least on a quarterly basis, let's get everybody together in a meaningful way. Uh, that can be an offsite where we might say, hey, you know, we're not even going to be in the office. We're going to be at a hotel, right? <laughs> and right. at the hotel, yeah. we're going to have some some team building. We're going to have some leadership development uh, so that you all can get to know yourselves better, uh, get to know uh, uh, each other better. And again, that's that's really what God's talking about in terms of that, that breaking bread and that fellowship, right, uh, that he wants us to be able to uh, to take part in in his name. Um, and then beyond that, you know, something I mentioned there that I wanted to speak a little bit more about was specifically leadership development and mm, the leadership yeah. development of our young uh, uh, millennials and, and Gen Zers is what is really at the end of the day going to decide the winners and losers in terms of this talent war. People, uh, em uh, employees definitely want to be a part of an organization long term, but in order to do that, they have to feel themselves feeling progress. And so, mm. you know, that that, that uh, uh, employer needs to be an integral part of their individual development plan. And um, one uh, professional survey or, or a, a, a personality test that many people are familiar with is the Myers-Briggs MBTI. Mm -hmm. And 
that survey reflects that only about 30 percent of individuals that take that survey uh, are intuitive, which means they mm-hmm. can kind of naturally find their way and try different solutions until they figure out something that works. That means that for the 70 percent of the rest of the population, they are observational. Which means mm-hmm. that in order for them to be able to try to do things a different way, they either either need very good instructions that they can follow, a really solid right. example, or they have to have a thought leader like myself that can bounce ideas off their head, know their their personal brand and understand a different way that they might be able to try to do things. So, a.k.a., you know, a lot of coaching. Uh, but at the end of the day. That individual development plan, that personal development that leaders are are feeling, that is what keeps them at companies long term because you are building around them a culture that they want to be a part of. Well, it also sounds like to me that you're a great advisor to leadership about some of the nuances of this younger uh, workforce and what are the things that they're looking for and how do we meet it in the middle? Obviously, the company's got requirements that they have to deliver you know, there's uh, there's goals, there's uh, budgets, there's all kinds of things that happen to run a company. But what I'm I'm hearing though, and and this is an old expression, so you know, give me give me grace around this. You're kind of like middleware. You're right there in the middle of it all, and you're just kind of you know helping both sides understand I'm each other. A money other. changer, is that you're the money changer? Yeah. And 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 what you're doing there is you're helping both sides understand that we got to come together. Every generation's gone through this. This is nothing new, True. you know. Uh, and I know that you're at the leading end of the millennial generation, and you, and I've had many millennials that are in your age category go, I don't understand the back end of this generation, yes. you know, because yes. they were all brought up in tech. And then the Zs, it's a whole different ball game, sure, you know, sure. with them. Yeah, you know, so. that's too funny. And, you know, truly, here I got to give glory to the Holy Spirit, right? Because yeah. he, he has me down here speaking in tongues, right? Being able to speak to different people different ways and so that they all understand it. You know what I mean? That's truly the middleman in me is that I can speak to people, get a good understanding of, of what they're looking for, what they're saying, and then being able to bring that to their leadership to say, hey, this is what's going to move the needle the most. And then yeah. and, and that's what I'm able to bring to the table by those long-term commitments, check-in meetings, and I'm meeting business leaders and key decision makers on a monthly or a bi-weekly basis so that, you know, it's, it's called employee relations, right? It's, it's yep. you know, working with your direct employees to get to the pulse of what moves them. Okay. And that's the hardest part about leadership. That people I get love it, man. We ways. could talk about this a long time. I told you, folks, this is one we're going to chew on, and obviously it's out in the marketplace. Well, I can't believe we're out of time for this. Uh, Monza, I want to thank you so much, you know, for coming on today. Real quickly, give them the address for Amante. Amante. Yeah, so Amenti, you can find me at A M E N T I period H R. Uh, so there's no dot com. Even if you put the dot com in there, it doesn't matter. It'll still reroute you to the right address. Um, and then uh, civically, I'm building community. If you're a brother or a sister in Christ that's passionate about building community, please reach out to me via monzaforaurora.org. And again, anything you donate doesn't go to my campaign. It goes to supporting community building in the rural land right. area. So I'm looking out for you. Well, check in with us again next week. We're going to be back here again with another special guest. Again, faithmarketplace.com. We inspire, equip, and encourage leaders to lead where they're at.